Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. No matter what series I'm on, whether it's the Cyclone, the Power Play, I know there's a point in the week that everybody is always looking forward to this series. And this series is always in the back of my mind, always the number one to take care of, the flagship. The thing about it is I always have to keep note on what sort of things come in through the pipeline. Like what's the news looking like? Like how's our state and how's our society and how's everything... Is everything going to be good today? Or is it going to be a black label? Is it going to be a Saturday special? You know, I try to keep the show floating that way. But I know that there are times where the delays just can't be helped. But I know even even if it gets hard to make an episode, they will always get an episode of this series. And as far as I'm concerned, they're going to get one right now. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on G360 Radio. Hey, J360 Legion, and welcome back to the J-Man Show here for episode 28. I am your host, Jay, of course. It has been a minute, huh? You know, it seemed like I was almost turning my back on my own series, and no, that's not how it works here. (laughs) Now, as much as I like the Cyclone series, and it is pretty much the sister show to this show, you know, I always remember that the J-Man Show is, you know, that's the flagship, baby. I gotta keep that in mind. But you know, the thing about it is, I love working on these things. I love how the momentum in J360 has significantly grown since the production of this show and the production of that show, too. You know, they just both go in sequence. Like, the thing is, we have to stay on what's going on in the, you know, in the circumstances that, you know, we have to stay current with what's going on in the Cyclone series. So, what would it be in finals week and all? Well, not finals week, but, you know, what would it be in the finals and all? We, you know, kind of have to bounce around with that. Which is why you all had that Cyclone report not too long ago. So we've been going ahead and working on getting things together here. Not to mention that some of the content for the JMN show regarding Trump watches have gotten significantly bigger as of late. Like, it's not just the Comey testimony... It's also the, well, it's also the indictment and sentencing, well, actually, it's not no indictment. It's also the detainment of Reality Winner, after she leaked that information, and then not to mention all the insanity that is coming out of the lower levels of the woodwork, too. Did you see some of the budget cutbacks here? This stuff is ridiculous. This is pretty much, I, I don't want to say it's 1984, we all made this reference. We've made this reference for a long time, but it's it's a little bit more than that now. It's, it's getting to that point where we're trying to get to that future of THX 1138. For those of you that don't know about George Lucas's earlier work, I suggest taking a good look at that. It's a pretty good film, and it makes you think of a future that could be, and it's slowly but surely trying to come true. 
It's getting so sad out there, man, you know. It's during a time where apathy has grown to a point that you could easily lose faith in many things. The government has too many issues that it can never wipe clean, and society's own bullshit is too much to swallow at times. But, I will remind you, we can't let it stop us. Though you know there are times that even I just want to leave it behind. I just want to pack my bags and go if I could. But unfortunately, there are no such things as safe spaces. Or You and I will have to ride through this nonsense every day, and depending on our own strength and morale, that's all we have left. You see, if I let things stay this way, I could never hope to make a difference. And people like Trump, and there are people like Trump and far worse than Trump, that will always win. It could be like that manager you have to deal with when you go to work. They will always win when you just pack it in and you quit. So don't ever quit. Not in this lifetime. I would never stop my momentum in this lifetime. And I know I'm on the road to recovery, man. You know, I'm doing what I got to do. And there's a lot of other people that went through worse than I am that are going to be something in the future. In five years, everything's going to change, you know? And that's just the way you got to look into it. It takes a lot to show integrity and courage in a world gone mad. But for those of you that are apathetic or feeling it rising, no, you, you need to rise with your activity. You need to rise in getting things going. Inactivity is a weakness. And staying quiet while safe, just as bad as doing nothing against something wrong. You understand what I'm saying? You ever hear that? Like when you see something wrong going on and you're not going to do anything about it, even though you had the potential to make a change and do something right? You see, because that was your battle to pick. But it varies amongst people. Some people know when to act and some people don't know when to act. And with the way lines are blurred, you know, it can be hard, but you got to do what you got to do. Now, this can be applied to many things, but keep in mind that as you stay quiet and as you try to stay in your safe zone, these people want to commit unethical actions during a time where common decency is at a low point. They will happily hope that you stay mute and roll over to do nothing against them. Be prepared to fight because we are going to be in for one and you have to know when to carry on because doing nothing will always lead to the same result. Nothing. And like I said before to all of you, I am trying to grow another series in the J360 Radio Division. Because in three months, fall will be here again. <laughs> no offense to those of you that are enjoying the summer air and say, but summer just got here. I believe this summer is going to go by quick. And no, I'm not doing that to troll all of you. But, you know, things have a way of catching up. It, it's like we're already cutting through the first full week of June, you know what I'm saying? You know, and it felt like it was the first week of May not too long ago, but now here we are in June. We're just about, we're, we're going to comb through June, I think. I really do. But you see, the thing is, in three months' time, I want to create a show that's going to have the J360 team unite with other members in the Potter and family, other creatives, and all you performers out there. I know that some of y'all have been wanting to do a crossover special with us, and we want to do a crossover special with you, so why not during the time of peak football season, right? Because that is the time when we're at our most sociable. Of course, there's going to be a lot of shit talking, but you know how it goes. This is J360 Productions. Why not? And if you have been keeping tabs on this, I'm sure some of you have been paying attention that I've actually been practicing on the material we're going to use for that show. It's going to be a lot different than the construction for, namely, the Cyclone and the J-Man show. It's going to be a little different. And if you have been keeping tabs, you already know what the title of the show is. But if you don't, wait until September. Now, speaking of shows, I know I should wait until the Cyclone episode 9 for this, but it just can't wait. The butthurtness is too strong. Wasn't that a magnificent display the Cavs did in the second half of Game 3? I mean, despite the outcome, it was beautiful, wasn't it? I know a lot of basketball fans 
were sitting right there and they were enjoying that, right? It was a nail-biter. It, it kept you interested, you know? It's like you gave a damn about the game. I thought that was so awesome. Kyrie was just in a rare form, man. I was enjoying that. And then, you know, LeBron was holding it down. And then Kevin Love. Well, Kevin Love was having a hard time. But, well, it was a toss-up between Kevin Love and R.J. Smith. But I know this. R.J. Smith redeemed himself with that sweet-ass three through. Well, you see, the problem is they all gave in to just doing threes. They should have mixed it up. And then that part where, you know, LeBron did the foul. Uh, Yeah, now everybody's trolling all over the place. And Cavs fans are just, they don't even want to say that they're Cavs fans. They don't even want to support anything. They want to complain and they're saying, well, you got a super team. That's not fair. That's not fair. It's like, see, you must be a LeBron fan. Real Cavs fans, they know. They know what their team's about. You see, if you're a LeBron fan, yeah, you're going to be feeling that butt hurtness. You're going to be all cowarding and whimpering and stuff like that. I don't have respect for people like that. You got to watch the whole game. You got to see what happens. You got to understand that in pro sports, much like anything dealing with competition, which is practically everything, there is a 50% chance you will lose. But then you need to perform so you can have that 50% chance to win. And then you'll feel content. But you got to understand this. Take the damn L, learn from it, and move on. Here's the Cavs sounds right now. Okay, y'all got to get over it. Here's the warrior sounds right now. Yes! Yes! Give credit where credit is due because you see the Warriors have a highly stacked team. And KD is in, I am wowed even more by how Kevin Durant is doing in this series. He's doing a great job. All those accolades he's getting, I'm like, yo, man. More power to you. Go, go on, KD. Go on. And you see the thing about it is, I'm sure some of y'all watch the Cyclone series are probably like, oh, Jay, are you turning? Are you switching? Are you switching sides? No. Heavens no. But you got to understand, this is even my team. I'm an NBA fan. I'm going to watch the game and I'm going to enjoy the game. I'm not going to cower out and punk out just because the Warriors are three ahead. Now, it's going to be a real crapshoot if the Cavs could bounce back or if they could actually win. But you see the thing about it is, It just wasn't good enough for them to pull the win. And honestly, I would be talking about the Cavs the same way I'd be talking about the Warriors if the Cavs were dominating. Would it be the same side then? Would the Warrior fans be coming over and bitching about like how LeBron is this, LeBron is that? It's more of everybody just trolling. You either are for LeBron or you're not for LeBron. That's what it seems to be. And the funniest thing is, this stuff has happened before. There's been several super teams. There's been the Bulls. There's been... The Heat, which LeBron was on, by the way. And maybe for like a third or something like that, you could talk about the moments when the Celtics had their top line. And then you're talking about when um, the Lakers almost had their top line. But they still managed to make a spectacular dynasty. This has happened before. Just because your team lost doesn't mean that you can go ahead and play the Donald Trump. Oh, they're all ganging up on me. This isn't fair card. You you can't do that kind of stuff. That's bullshit. Even if, like, they are highly stacked, have a lot of depth, you still want to play to win. It seemed like your team is not acting like they wanted to play to win. And even when they did, they ran out of time and they made rookie mistakes. And you know the thing about it is, y'all had that. And I'm sure there's some Warrior fans out there that started making Ovaltine in their pants when they started realizing that the Cavs were coming back. It's kind of like that part in Age of Ultron, right? Where Captain America almost lifted Mjolnir. And Thor's face was like, uh, 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 what, what? Think about it. Remember that? Like, you see that situation can happen anytime. But you see the thing about it is, even if my Sixers was in there and 
well, you know, at their current rate, they would have got swept. But the thing about it is, even if they were in there, I would have been taking it. I would have been like, this is awesome. Because there was momentum there. You see what I'm saying? When you have momentum in sports, isn't that the most exciting thing? Why would you want to see, like, a giant swept and all that kind of stuff? Everybody's talking about, oh, y'all gonna get swept, y'all gonna get swept. It wouldn't have fared any differently if the Celtics or the Wizards were in there. You understand what I'm saying? None of us would give a damn about those finals if that happened. You gotta control this stuff. And then at the end, everybody's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this. Don't be sorry, just learn some self-control, jackass. It's a game. Watch the damn game. I mean, you all act like y'all was actually in it. It can go either which way. It was so exciting with Game 3. Hell, Game 1 and 2, I was bored. I really was. Y'all need a man to hell up, take your L, just like I looked at it, because I'm not taking the L, not anymore. All bets are off after Game 2. I made the picture where I took the loss for LeBron and company that time. I'm not doing it. Y'all need to move forward to Game 4 like I'm doing. Game 4 is happening tonight, as a matter of fact. So that's going to be real interesting to see what happens because you know what? You never know who's going to win, but if y'all lose this time, it's a sweep. But I still got to watch it to the end because I have a show on the subject. So that's how that goes. And as you sit there and you bitch and moan and you complain about all these things, and if you don't know the game, it's not a good look for you. But anyway, much like Cowboys and Giants fans, there's a little bit of alternative facting that comes with a lot of people that love to back their bullshit when they lose. You'll understand that the Warriors fan base, much like the Atlanta Falcons fan base, is filled with a bunch of butthurt other fans that hate LeBron. Keep that in mind. And that's why sometimes I want the Cavs to pull a win just to shut them up. So, you know, it is what it is. I got to wait and see what happens. I don't want them to have a perfect score going in. If it's a 3-1, that's still not a 3-0. I know the shit is funny sometimes, and I know the memes can be a little too much for y'all, but you a pro sports fan. You should be able to handle this stuff. But you know what? Apparently not. Apparently some people, they just can't guzzle bullshit unless it's coming from them. So tonight, it goes down. You understand what I'm saying? I think we're all going to be in for a show this week. You never know. Maybe the Cavs will look for some revenge. But we got to go ahead and move on. We got a lot more to cover on this show. As a matter of fact, we got something outstanding to cover on this show. That question of the week has been overdue for at least one up. Yeah, about like the Fantastic Four rights going back to Marvel. And... Without a doubt, you all 100% agree. And, and it's true. Like, they need to go back to Marvel. Like, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, it's been, what, about four, four or five times? I want to say four. Four times. And neither of the Fantastic Four movies have done great. I don't want to count the Roger Corman because that wasn't meant to be viewed by anybody. But the thing is, when you actually have taken a look at it, it was so bad it was good, you know? At least so bad it was watchable, let's put it that way. They managed to do Doctor Doom justice, whereas the rest of the four were just kind of uninspiring. Whereas, like, in the 2005 film, you know, the four was kind of uninspiring, mainly because of Sue and Reed. But, you know, Ben and Johnny were okay, even though Johnny later on managed to find himself a better role as Steve. But that's a little in-joke for all you filmmakers out there and comic fans that know what I'm talking about. Rise of the Silver Surfer came, and... The designs of the Silver Surfer chase sequences were great, but the rest of the story didn't hold ground, and you all know how I feel about the Galactus Cloud scenario. It's just like, with the Fantastic Four, you know, when comics go to movies, they're going to be pragmatic adaptations no matter what. There's always going to be something left out. 
It happens in the X-Men movies all the time, where they try to make them more grounded and relatable by trying to eliminate some of the real fantastic elements, you know, like the alien structures, like what happened to Cyclops' parents, the Starjammer, which reminds me, they're going to try to do that Dark Phoenix saga again, so are they going to put aliens in it this time? Probably not. Don't beat this dead horse any more than you need to. You just have to understand that this is going to be based on, you know, as a different property. But what's really sad about it all is, is that some people in fandom can't handle that. Whereas a lot of us, we see it play out on screen and it doesn't work no matter the way they look at it. Like the whole Galactus story could have worked out fine, but I guess they just didn't figure how they could work like a giant purple man into a movie. But I'm sure they could have figured out a way to do it. You understand what I'm saying? But they need to just go ahead and give those rights back because if they could make a deal to put Ego and Guardians of the Galaxy, they can make a deal to get the Fantastic Four back. And if they're not going to do anything with those rights, because, you know, Simon Kenberg keeps saying that there's going to be a great Fantastic Four movie coming. We had ideas for a 2017 sequel. And it's 2017, and the only thing that came is something else that we really didn't want it and watching them. Empty promises like anything else. This, this must be the year of alternative facts and empty promises. But either way, I, I don't believe promises of people that come from certain areas that I don't even have a tax bracket in. And plus, we know what kind of a bonus it would be to have a successful Fantastic Four movie during all this shared universe and everything else. All the big budget studios are interested. Of course, they're interested in the monetary value. But this is the time for it now. I mean, what are they going to do? Wait until after a while they're like, Oh, the trend has run its course. We can't make any more money from it. So I guess we're going to have to give them back. Hey, we have the rights to all of our characters again. Shall we start making the movies once more? No. Maybe 30 years when it becomes profitable again? Yeah, that's a good idea, Jeff. See you on the golf course. You got it. I hope I'm wrong about that little scenario. I hope it. I hope it's just a stereotype. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised. Some people just love to go and shoot 18 holes and call it work. But like I said, if they could get the rights for Ego to appear in any Marvel movie, I know that they could actually get the Fantastic Four rights back. Gee, I don't know. Is it what? What is it that they don't like to really play ball with each other? Is that why, like, you know, Sony wants to go ahead and take Spidey back from the Marvel universe? All these licensing barriers and nobody's really winning. It's just like missed opportunities left and right. But to be honest with you though, it's okay to go back to the source material, play some of the old Marvel versus games. Because at that point you're just sitting back chilling. You know, the X-Men are there. You know, some elements of the Fantastic Four are there. I wish they would at least put Thing in some of these games. You know what I'm saying? Because I always wanted to recreate Thing versus the Hulk. That's all I ever wanted to do. Now, I guess there was enough bruisers in there. I guess they figure, you know, they got Hulk in there, and then there's Zangief, and then there's Mike Hager. It happened in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I guess they figure one for one, so there you go. But outside of all that, though, it would be nice to have another straight Marvel fighting game again made by Capcom because that's Marvel superheroes. Hey, why not? With a huge roster, you know, like 56 characters... That would be great. I mean, they have the access to the whole library, right? When the licensing goes through? I'd like to think so. Well, I don't know. No, no. There, there's there's clauses in this sort of thing, so... <laughs> Can't get a little too ahead of myself, but... After I'm done doing this episode, I'm gonna sit back, take some of my tea, pull out those copies of Marvel Team Up, and see who Spider-Man teams up with, and just sit back and chill. That is gonna be my Friday today. Going back to the Fantastic Four, though... 
I just hope we don't have to sit through the origin story again because if there's one thing that them original movies got right, okay, not counting the Corman film. Well, no, no, count the Corman film because I got it right too. Yeah, at least they got that right. You know, they went through the cosmic radiation. Even though one time they were on a space station in the 2005 film, I think. And then, well, the less said about the 2015 film, the better. Because, I mean, if anything, I knew where they were trying to go with that one. And no, I'm not talking about Michael B. Jordan cast as Johnny. I mean, as a matter of fact, I think he was probably one of the best parts of the film. It's just that the film really didn't play out like it should have, you know? And then, of course, the issues with Josh Trank and his behavior. and You know, like, at the end of the day, if anything else, that movie was a train wreck. And it's to the point where I would try to think about redeeming it, but it wouldn't be redeemable by any standard from me. Because as a fan, I'm disgusted, but as a fellow filmmaker, I'm also disgusted. There's no reason to go ahead and carry out like that. If you know that the movie was going to be what it was, why are you using Twitter as a weapon? But then again, why not? Because two years after that whole fiasco, we have a world leader, and I'm using quotes around that term, who uses Twitter as a weapon all the time. I haven't been to tweets lately, but I know that bullshit is a-coming. All the time. It's always something. But you know, at least then, where somebody else failed, that means that somebody else can take the ranks. Actually, I know for a fact I could do a great Fantastic Four sequence. I know it. And I wouldn't do one of those kind of remakes where you have to have Doctor Doom's, like, you see this icon or, like, Doctor Doom orchestrate the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? There's another way to do it, another scenario to make all this stuff plausible. Because, you see, the thing is, nowadays, they do all those Easter eggs to get you excited, pumped up. And it works for a movie sometimes, and then other times it doesn't work for a movie. Like, with Man of Steel... It let you know that this is the start of a whole Justice League shared universe. It did. I mean, as soon as you saw the Wayne Enterprises logo on that satellite, you knew that things were connected. And if you looked around elsewhere, you could see the logo appearing. And then eventually, it all was going to tie into the whole Batman versus Superman scenario. I actually like the film. I, I mean, like, the thing about it is, I, I try to figure out why people didn't like Man of Steel, and I try to figure out why people don't like BVS, but that has to go into a whole different scenario because that is the evils of fandom. For every time that you're a fan about something, there's somebody else that is a hater about something, and when somebody hates something, they will not hesitate to let you know. They'll have a hard time telling you what they love or like, some people, but they have no problem telling you shit you don't care about and things they hate. I thought Man of Steel was a pretty good film, and I thought... Batman vs. Superman, while having a, you know, confused narrative from time to time, it played out well. It was sloppy in some aspects, but in other aspects, it was really good. And in Suicide Squad, not the best third outing. But you see, the DCEU has some very interesting fans. They had fans that didn't even want to utter those initials. <laughs> and now, because of a certain Amazon who came from the mascara to help and put a stop to World War One and the issues that surround it, they are feeling confident in themselves again. So give all the DCEU fans a large applause for finally feeling that they can now strut their stuff on the basis of one movie. Okay, okay, you know what? That, that's awful for me. You know, like, like I said, I, I, I apologize. 
Actually, I don't have nothing to apologize because you know I'm right. Wonder Woman came out. It, it, guess what? And it was a smash. It was great. Gal Gadot, the aesthetics, the music. Oh, everything about that movie was beautiful. Phenomenal even. But, you know, as a guy who has seen a lot of these type of movies and, you know, have been a buff about these characters throughout most of my life, I'm not impressed. You know why I'm not impressed? Because I know female superheroes are awesome. I know superheroes in general are awesome. And then, you know, like, when some people actually give a damn about the character and they know they have a concrete story to sell and they know their way to use the camera or to have their staff communicating and functioning well, despite times of hardship, despite the 10 to 12 hour or so days making the movie, I know that it's in the right hands. I know that there's no prima donna bullshit here left and right, though I'm sure it's probably there, considering how big the movie is and the unit placements. But if you really give a damn about this character and you really care about the story, which Gal Gadot does, because you can clearly say, and I've been saying that during BVS, she is Wonder Woman. That really is Wonder Woman. And she's an inspiration for a lot of her fans that are out here now. Even though the woman is married in real life and has two kids, but they ain't stopping nobody from trying to knock down the door to get to her. I need you, Diana Prince. I need you. I'm sure there's somebody out there on YouTube making a video proclaiming his love right now. Not giving a damn about anything, by the way. She was hot in Fast Five, and she's even more precious now. As a matter of fact, that's why a lot of people are sitting right there they're like, DCEU is back! Yeah, yeah, DCEU is back! Oh, it's so beautiful! Oh, I was always a fan of DCEU! Now I can go ahead and wear the t-shirts and show my pride! You couldn't do that when Batman vs. Superman was there? Like, at the end of the day, you gotta understand, you love the characters, don't you? Like, I know it was a sloppy slugfest that led to all this other stuff. I know that the whole Martha sequence was, you know, just insane. But there were some good qualities of the movie, too. You know? But, like I said before in a previous episode, it depends on the cut that you see. And if it's not in the theatrical cut and the theatrical cut flops, that's going to be the cut that everybody remembers. You can make as many Ultimate Editions as you want to, but if they didn't see that theatrical cut like everybody else saw, that cut will always stay fresh in their mind. Like, yeah, it's, it's, that's the only thing that's wrong with it. But you see, the thing is, nobody really wants to sit there for about three hours or so either. So these, they're trying to make these movies into epics, and that's kind of the whole thing. You will be sitting there for quite some time. You know what the saddest part is, right? Justice League is coming out, and there are more and more people that have gripes about that. they already throwing shade on that. Even more so now with reshoots. They're like, oh, reshoots are happening? Oh, my God! I can't believe this! Like, sometimes independent media... I love independent media and all, but there are times where independent media can get really annoying. Especially when it comes to parts where they announce that this movie has been announced, nobody's attached to direct, but people are interested in looking into it. So am I. As a moviegoer, I would like to be interested in the final product, right? I mean, it's cool to announce that stuff, but after a while, here's the little bits and pieces. It's kind of like when certain people are distributing to market to the movie, and they pretty much gave us the damn movie and not realize it. That happened with Spider-Man a bunch of times. It's like, after a while, did they even know how to sell these things without necessarily giving a lot away? You know, it's just like when I hear an announcement of casting and somebody's attached to it, but there's no director. I hear 
somebody's attached to it or eyeing the role, but I don't know the story of the scenario. So you mean to tell me they're going to be doing a lot of this without a script? Like, they got shot lists, but they have no script on what's going on. Things are going to be ad-libbed, and then there's going to be reshoots and ADR. Reshoots and ADR are part of these things. Sometimes when you're filming in the field, the audio you hear is not necessarily the audio that came from that scenario. You all know this, right? I mean, some of y'all look at these things, you write something on blogs, and you think you know what the hell you're talking about. You definitely should know the aesthetics of the thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be smug about this. I'm just saying, like, you do know. Don't have a gripe just because a movie is going through reshoots or it's going through the process. Let it do what it has to do. It's just like some people, they sit there and they complain about casting in a movie when the movie's in post. Some people will go and file a petition to get rid of somebody in a movie but the movie's in post. Now that happens for extras. Or it happens for somebody that really doesn't have any weight to the plot. Because Mary Jane was supposed to be an Amazing Spider-Man 2. You know, played by Shahey Woodley. But the thing is, it didn't come to be. And you can notice those scenes when you look at your deleted scenes. But after a while, you sit there and you're like, uh, what? Funniest thing is when people give you an explanation on why this is what it is. Of course, at that point, that's when you just listen for the sake of humor and interest, you know, like hear them out. Maybe they have a pretty good idea of what's going on and information is not bad, but it depends on the information you get, which is why, like, you know, I'm excited for the Justice League movie. I know it's going to pan out. I know it's going to be something great. And I've said before that DCEU is still new and it's still trying to find its bearing. So it's a good thing that Wonder Woman is as successful as it is, you know, but the problem with Wonder Woman much like the problem with seemingly any superhero movie nowadays, the context of what people get and bring out into the world from the movie. It's like this, oh, she's a woman, it's directed by a woman, and women can kick ass now. That's right, that's right, boys. Women can be superheroes. It took us to 2017 to know this, right? It's not like Rosie the Riveter wasn't a symbol for that women can do the jobs that men can do, right? It's not like women can't vote, and it's not like they didn't fight to have the ability to do these things, right? You understand what I'm saying? That has happened. There are a lot of women executives out here. There are a lot of female directors out here. Penny Marshall is actually one of the best female directors. There are a lot of women in the industry of... I don't know why people are acting like there are no women in media. I don't know why are they acting like this, okay? I mean, if that, that 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 just boggles the mind, really. There are a lot of women out here calling more shots than need be. I don't know where all this anger comes from. No, I don't need to be right. Respect my vag. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. If you go ahead and you do the wrong thing, I'm going to call you out on that crap. And you see, Wonder Woman is female empowerment, yes, but there's more to her character than that. She's got an awesome rogues gallery. And you see, now that she's on film, a lot of people are actually going to familiarize themselves with her. So there is a good reason that her movie is out right now. But the bad part about it is, is that all the craziness that came out of society's reaction to things. Because, well, after all, you know that society is very just in their judgment. 
Not really. You see, we live in a time now where everything is offensive, everything is racist, and everything is sexist. Everything has an is to it now. Why did people have to take this as a symbol of sexism? They don't try to let you forget is that this film was directed by a woman and features a female superhero and it shows women can kick ass. Okay, that's enough. You know, this high-grade sexism is annoying. It's bad enough it's spammed all over social media. Tumblr is a very special place for this. And it is killing social interaction at a phenomenal level. I always wonder this, what is the main goal of these reminders and these agendas? To piss off everybody and alienate friendly people? Because it's working, realistically. I don't need a movie, let alone a movie about a female superhero, telling me that women can kick ass. Okay? I'm okay with female leaders, producers, musicians, and gamers. And that's just a miniature list, because the thing is, I'm okay with anybody regardless of their sex. But it depends on their attitude. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not okay with attention-seeking assholes who have to try to throw an agenda around to ruin any sort of coexistence or excitement. I'm not okay with double standards that could get a life taken or imprisoned, and I'm not okay with a society that feels weak when somebody calls them out on their shit and doesn't understand we both need and have to help each other in times of need, regardless of our genders. Okay, ladies kick as much ass as men do, and there are plenty of characters across the fandom that represent this. But you know the thing is, much like any character, they get saddled in horrendous storylines made by people who want to make easy money and can due to a pre-sold franchise marketing system. Like, okay, eventually the, the male hero has to save the female captive, okay? It can go... Either way, because there were times when Peach went and saved Mario and Luigi too. There were times when Samus had to go on her mission, and I'm not including Other M, to put a stop to the space pirates and save the galaxy while doing it. Granted, she had help from the baby Metroid, but the baby Metroid didn't have a gender, now did it? And then there are times where Sheik, which is Zelda in disguise, you know, for that secrecy, she would actually help out Link on his quest more than he knew. And you actually got to play as her in a few games. And then there was also the subject that Wonder Woman was always a badass superhero. In other media. And the thing is, it seemed like a lot of people had a hard time trying to make this character even have another television show. Let alone another two hour movie. And I'm glad that she managed to get her movie. I've been saying that for quite some time. But I don't need... Other people that I somehow share the world with tell me that women are able to do certain things that men can do now. It is a whole different ball game. We are entitled to all this stuff. See, once again, check your entitlement. Work hard for the stuff. Earn the stuff. You can get and do anything you want to. Yes, that is true. But if you are willing to put in enough time and enough hours to get it all together, that, that, what's, what's to take away your accolades? What's to take away paying your dues? You understand what I'm saying? We all have to pay our dues in society. That's just the way it goes. But the thing about it is, it's not saying that you need to be counted out of everything because you're a woman. Now, who the hell would do that sort of thing? Now, I know you're probably pointing over to Donald Trump, but l let's be real here. Donald Trump, <laughs> he's everybody's enemy at best. The thing about it is, is this. You are going to have people like that 
in this world. And it's not to say that you're not going to face any sort of discrimination at all. But at the end of the day, double standards is what's holding us all back. You understand what I'm saying? When double standard is played in the hands of either a male or a female, let me tell you how it all goes down. It doesn't do any more than the screw status quo like it normally does. No one wins, butts will be hurt, and time is wasted. So kindly cut this shit out and do the work regardless of gender. We are all competing with each other, that's true, but we're also working in unison with each other because no one survives in this lifetime without help. It doesn't make me any less of a man for a woman to help me with my materials, and it doesn't make you less of a woman when I come over to help you with something. That's just called respect and common decency. If I don't do it, chivalry is dead and I'm an asshole, right? But you see, the thing about it is, if I go over there to say, hey, would you like some help? You're going to look at me and say, I don't need a man. You, you know, you're, you're thinking I'm weak. I'm not weak. And it's like, no, I just wanted to know if you needed some help. You understand what I'm saying? See how that ruins social interaction? That's why you got a lot of single guys out here that are running around saying women are bitches because, well, you see, at that moment, a woman has kind of got off her rocker a little bit and just snapped at you for no damn reason. That's the, that's the problem. You see what I'm saying? Miscommunication can kill a lot of things, but it's usually because of people having an agenda and they don't know what real strength is. Strength is in numbers. Strength is in doing the right things no matter what anybody says. You understand what I'm saying? You can hate my guts for helping you out, but still, if I know that we are part of a unit and you need some help, I will ask you if you need help and if you're going to fall apart. Just be one ask and I will shadow you to help you out. That's all. I mean, the thing about it is not every man is trying to get into your pants. I'm sorry. Like, there are a bunch of fucking creeps out there, yes, but not every man is trying to do that. Some people are trying to be helpful and they're trying to be friendly, and some of y'all can't handle that stuff. That's why we are in the ecosystem that we are. Because the thing about it is, nobody understands that we all need to work each other. We need each other. Like, a song by James Brown is called It's a Man's Man's World. But you forget the other part of the lyric where he says, but it wouldn't be nothing. It wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. You understand what I'm saying? We all have to work together. And you see, Ghostbusters in 2016 made the same mistake, right? Instead of just selling a potentially good movie, which the movie wasn't that damn good. It wasn't the worst of 2016, but it wasn't that good. It, it had more problems with it, but it also had more of that off-screen drama that shouldn't have been there. Such as... Showing off every woman that was involved in the process. I was like, gee, this is kind of small considering that this is a big budget film, right? You want more people involved in this staff. But the thing about it is, once again, you forget, of course women play a role in our lives. A pivotal role in our lives. There's nothing out here that said that a woman can't run a business the same way a man could. Not at all. You are your only limit. But you see, what's really sad about all this is don't want to accept help because they don't want to look weak knowing they need help though because nobody makes it alone you see the conflict of interest here and what's really sad about going back to ghostbusters was none of that helped that movie a matter of fact it made more people distant from it and annoyed because of the agenda that surrounded it 
And I'm not saying that you shouldn't stand up for your rights. As a matter of fact, Donald Trump is trying to cut back on so many things. So when you women did your march, I was there with you. I was happy about that because, yeah, you do need those things. You know, there should always be a choice. But when you get right down to it, though, this stuff just starts... This women empowerment stuff that starts seeping into the movies to the point where it's like, hey, I kind of want to see Wonder Woman become Wonder Woman and a hero in her own right and put a stop to the evils of World War One, rather than hearing about, oh, she's a woman, she can do all this stuff. It's just like the first season of Supergirl. They went on that narrative too. And that just annoyed the hell out of me because I'm like, she's Supergirl, it's in her title. I know she can kick ass, okay? Hell, Stevie Wonder could see that. Uh, and no and no disrespect to Stevie Wonder and no disrespect to the blind. They can see a lot of things that we with our eyes can't see, to be honest with you. It's a great movie. Wonder Woman is a great movie. She wasn't saddled with a bad script, and she had a director that knew her craft. If you are a creator out here that is female and know your craft, you can get a great job. Just by not burning too many bridges and by making the network count and by putting you in charge. Like when I had females in J360, I wanted them to have their own show. If they could maintain it, but I'm not giving them a show just because of their gender. I would give them a show basically because of the way they presented themselves. The way that they were dedicated. The way that they put the work in. The way that they wanted to be on screen. But I also had to deal with a bunch of women that couldn't handle me calling them out on their shit too. You got to be able to handle it. You got to roll with the punches just like any other man does. And like when some people play the victim, don't you know that there are men that do that crap too? When people play the victim and there's no actual crime going on and they're just doing this because they don't want to take responsibility or be accountable for anything, don't you know I am very disgusted by people like that? You get no pity or respect from me then. I don't care what gender you are. And I will call you out on your shit. And if you can't handle it, well, welcome to the real world if you don't like it, where a lot of things don't go your way. And keep in mind, I like to argue, so if you're any of them kind of ladies out there that like to argue, or any of them kind of people that really want to argue about anything, I will be happy to throw around straw with you. Because 9 times out of 10, fighting with semantics, nobody really wins that, and it's a good time waster too. And you know, I have the time to do that with people. Going back to Wonder Woman, you don't need Wonder Woman as just an example of saying women can kick ass. She's one of them, yes. But I don't need that thrown around throughout the movies and the people that sit there and they go ahead and they create an all-woman showing of Wonder Woman. You know, I could imagine being a father and I have my daughter, right, wanting to see that movie. And the thing is, they're like, oh, this is, this is for women only, sir. How the hell am I supposed to deal with that shit? But you know what? That's a question for another day. Yeah, but you know, when you have moments like that, it can be reverse sexism, and I know it feels empowering to take away civil liberties from somebody else, but let's be real here, it's not cool. Like, okay, some of y'all probably say, this one's for us, Wonder Woman is for us. No, I think Wonder Woman is for anybody who actually likes the character. I think, much like any example of media, that character was made... For anybody who really respects and likes her adventures and the stories that she go through. And pretty much for anybody who wants to pay the money to see her. Like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I love seeing the mural where she's punching out Donald Trump. I love seeing 
the artwork where she's standing there and she's empowering women to take ranks and everything. That's fine. But I don't need that narrative thrown around and I don't need a lot of people around me. Gotta, gotta go ahead on this kick. You know what I'm saying? This is the time where we all need to unite and come together. But everybody's so set in their ways and their agendas, they gotta go pick a fight with everybody. I hope that a lot of my rivals are female. In addition to male. And I know that they are. Now, some of y'all, it depends on mindset. If you think you're subjugated and if you think you're harassed and if you think you're all that kind of stuff, you know, nine times out of ten, it might not be too far from the, the truth. But see, the thing is, we're all walks of life. I don't know what you go through on the daily. Much like in the same way, you don't know what I go through on the daily. But I know this much. I know women can kick ass way before this movie was coming. And God help all of you who figure out that Wonder Woman was created by two men. See, the thing is, but then again, we were all created by a man in some form, right? They're called our fathers. And which, by the way, Father's Day is coming up, so for those of you that have a hard time accepting this, I apologize. But for those of you that have that good relationship with your pops, you know, don't leave him out. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm just, and I'm doing that for those that have a hard time, you know, accepting that as a holiday for some reason. But that's, that's something y'all need to know. So don't forget to give Pop some love if you do have a father or a father figure. Do what you gotta do. But going back to Wonder Woman again, leave your sexism at home. Enjoy the hero. Let her symbolize the way you want to be, yes. But do it in a respectful way. And another thing is, regarding that all-female whatever thing that Almo Drafthouse did... Which is a respectable chain, by the way. Sometimes that can have a negative effect on people because people just want to see a movie. When you want to see a movie, you want to get away from crap that happens in real life all the time. You want to see this movie, go see this movie. But when you do that kind of stuff, that's just money fall, falling out of your pocket. You understand what I'm saying? And reverse sexism. I remember seeing a podcast one time that she was like, this is one for us. This is one for us. And it's like, what? (laughs) I'm sitting there the whole time. I'm like, this this is one for you, huh? Don't you know that this is in tie with the DCEU? Well, that's what you got Batman for. Yeah, uh, once again, we play in semantics, I see. Yeah, I know Batman is a respected character, but hey, if I wanted to see more of Batman, I would watch the movies with Batman, but I'm here to go see Wonder Woman, just like you are. And chances are, I don't know why you're worried about Batman in the first place. You went to go see him with me. I want to go see this with you. And then at the end of the damn day, what about equality? You're welcome. And if any of y'all want to argue with me about this sort of scenario and understand that semantics will not get you anywhere, that all this disagreeing and stuff like that, yes, there is a problem in our world with harassment, but you you forget that everybody has antagonism at some form or another in their lives, along with chronic pain, and usually it comes from other people. But do you complain about every little hair you have up your ass? No. You pick out the ones most annoying and you soldier on. Keep in mind this, if you're so touchy-feely and very emotional. You will be talked about. You will be made fun of. 
You will be stared at and spoken down to. And at the end of the day, you go back to sleep and you go through it chronically until the sweet embrace of death takes you to another level. You're going to go through hardship. You're going to go through tough times. But you got to be willing to take it. And remember, you are strong. And there's nothing wrong with being strong until you carry it out wrong. And the way you carry it out wrong is, is when you start blowing off every friend you got or you start going ahead and disrespecting people that actually seem to care about you while praising ones that don't give a damn about you. But you see, I don't have enough time in the show to cover all the bases. I made that statement earlier equal for all of you. When you pick your battles, don't be a victim. But you gotta keep in mind, everybody has and is an asshole. And you just have to not be a sensitive one. Speak when necessary and use force in an emergency or have we lost this mentality in our newfound madness? Now outside of that question, this is all I have for you on the J-Man Show this week. Please return for episode 29 though when we look into the evils of fandom. Now that's gonna be fun. But outside of all that though, this is Jay signing off.